The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, Do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be done in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It doesn't happen very often, but every few years, Valentine Day and Ash Wednesday come together, same day causing us all kinds of spiritual schizophrenia. On the one hand, Valentine's Day, what could be wrong with that? So beautiful, you know, everybody's into love, Romeo and Juliet's everywhere, have the field day, it's lovely. They get permission to say, I love you. Little kids pass out, at least back home, little hard candies in the shape of pink hearts that have little messages imprinted on them, you know, Love you forever, yours truly, things like that. It's beautiful, sweet. In the evening for older people, it's night out, dinner, candlelight, nice juicy steak perhaps, who knows. And over dinner, they too get to say, I love you again and renew their 
those words aloud. On the other side of things, Ash Wednesday is like the total opposite. The symbols, the signs of the day couldn't be more different than those of Valentine's. Instead of sweets, steaks, nice dinners by candlelight, we have fasting and abstinence. Instead of beautiful little sweet candies, we have ashes that are smudged on our forehead. It couldn't be more different. Those ashes, these ashes here, that will be placed on our forehead instead of proclaiming love forever, well, they remind us that we are dust and unto dust we return. They remind us that our lifespan on this earth is very limited indeed. None of us are going to get out of here alive. They remind us to take seriously the days we do have, the hours we do have, the moments we do have on the face of this earth, to recognize that we fail, to remind ourselves that our love is very imperfect, that in so very many ways we do not do a good job of loving one another, sometimes the people who are most dear to us. We die. That's the simple truth. And these ashes profoundly remind us of that fact. If death were the last word, there would be no point in being here. There is something about those ashes, not so much in themselves, but in how they are pressed onto our forehead that tells us something far more profound than just the fact that we shall die. Remember, man, that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. When we place these ashes on our forehead, it's not just a smudge. It's a sign of the cross. And that sign of the cross tells us that in our short, brief span of life, with all of its faults and all of its troubles and all of its sins, there is an extraordinary hope that death, the tomb, the end is not the end. That cross powerfully reminds us and proclaims to us that in Jesus' love, Jesus' self-giving love, Jesus' self-pouring out love, Jesus' love to the extreme, even to the point of death itself on a hot Friday afternoon hanging on a cross, there is hope for love and for life. But not on our terms. Not just what we can screw up from our own selves and say, yes, I'm going to do better at loving. But Jesus' love to the end, Jesus' self-giving of his entire life, body and soul, that perfect love gives to us the promise of life beyond the ashes, of a greater love beyond our ability to love. That cross formed in ashes tells us that death is not the last word.
God's love is. And so we, we begin and end where we began with the mystery of love, but this time a love founded in God's love. A love that is not just sweet candy or pretty roses or a nice dinner together. In the love of Jesus expressed to us in its fullness on the cross, we are able to know that though we shall indeed die, Jesus has died before us and loved perfectly and grants us the gift of life forever. It's not written on a sweet little pink candy heart, love forever. It's written in the heart of Jesus himself as he dies and then rises to new life. So it's not just about ashes. It is about the ashes in the form of a cross, the cross, the cross that gives us life beyond death. And that is how we begin our Lenten season, by trusting that the Lord indeed gives us his love and his life, and that that love and life are forever.